Welcome to Handful. Today is Monday, February 15th, and I'm your host, Olivia Starks. Today, we're discussing the role private prisons play in the mass incarceration system. Together, we'll take a look at President Joe Biden's executive order, the history of private prisons, and how they relate to the whole system of mass incarceration. How much do you know about private prisons? Have you heard of them before? If you have, I'm definitely impressed. I hadn't heard about them until I took a class called Faith and Justice during college. They're relatively unheard of, yet they play a large role in the mass incarceration system. Biden recently signed an executive order terminating all of the federal government's contracts with private prisons. Now, this doesn't entirely eliminate the use of private prisons because states can still contract with them and they're still being used as immigration detention centers. But it's a solid first step because the single largest customer of the private prison industry was the federal government. In turn, this creates a big obstacle for the industry. So what are private prisons? Basically, private prisons are when large corporations make money from keeping people in prison. Jails, prisons, and immigration detainment centers are just a few of their facilities. Often, these for-profit companies will have state and formerly federal governments under contract to keep them using their beds, their workers, and supplies. They don't train their employees to deal with physical altercations, which results in a lot of serious injuries, and they force inmates to buy products such as toothpaste and deodorant at upcharge prices. The idea of private prisons dates way back to the 1800s when the convict leasing system was started. After slavery ended, prisons started leasing out their inmates to plantations to do hard physical labor. That eventually turned into privatizing the prisons themselves. And now the two largest corporations in the game are CoreCivic and the GEO Group Incorporated which with a combined revenue totaling $3.5 billion in 2015. In my research for this article, I found the Equal Justice Initiative report that the private prison population is growing at a rate 47% times faster than the total prison population. This points to the private prison system playing a larger role in mass incarceration. The mass incarceration system already has privatized aspects to it, For example, people need to pay for a phone call home or to their lawyers, and companies often have contracts to provide health care or make materials for those prisons. Additionally, private prisons can get in the way of rehabilitation. They don't aim for safe communities, and inmates are often sent to solitary confinement. And the fights that break out aren't stopped by guards because they aren't trained. They're also afraid of liability charges. After all, they want to keep their shareholders happy, and physical altercations would not do that. Private prisons will even send their inmates to their facilities in different states, which makes life post-incarceration hard for them because keeping up with families is harder due to the distance. Because phone calls cost money and because families would have to travel farther to see their loved ones, this creates a barrier in those relationships and many become strained from limited contact. Though Biden's executive order doesn't fully stop private prisons, it is a good step. The next best would be Congress and the administration enacting it as actual legislation so that it can't be undone as easily once a new president is in office. To further this cause, we can contact our own state representatives and urge them to back out of their contracts with private prisons. If the system lost its second largest customer, it may not be able to bounce back. 
If you're interested in learning more about the private prison system in America, I'd highly recommend reading American Prison by Shane Bauer and Inside Private Prisons, An American Dilemma in the Age of Mass Incarceration by Lauren Brooke Eisen. And that's the end of today's Handful. Handful is a production of Novel Hand, where activism meets impact. Thanks for listening and check back next Wednesday for our next episode.